heavenly morrow, where every grief shall find relief in joys that take the place of earthly sorrow. O city fair, with walls four square and gates from many jewels glowing, forever bright, because its light God and the Lamb are endlessly bestowing. You know, where do you find? Where do you find words like that? Where do you find meaning like that? I, I you know, I, I just, I, I really don't know why people can say it's not relevant because I don't know it. Oh, yes, we have to know how to sing. Yes, we have to know how to sing in four-part harmony. And yes, we don't repeat all kinds of words all over the place. We're going to need all of them because we've got to remember all of them. But I tell you, there's meaning. Meaning in those words. Meaning to our lives. Meaning to our lives. Can you read any of that, by any chance? Uh, okay, I, would, I didn't know how well it would come out, okay? Hymn number 26, okay? I'll, I'll read some of that to you, okay? And, and like I said, I, I chose uh, three or four hymns, just in random, okay? Jesus, in the night of his betrayal, when was the, was the last time you sang that one? Yeah, it's very seldom that we, we sing it. I, I know last few times we had Lord's Supper, we didn't even sing it. Uh, but here, listen, listen to this. His blood, this is verse 5. His blood purifies the congregation of his children whom he did atone, whom he loved sincerely Ere creation, he to them says, Ye are mine alone. Constantly his church he is adorning, and his faithfulness is new each morning. His good spirit giveth he as seal, as his sacred promises reveal. Come then to the feast of his new covenant. Members of his church, your faith renew. Thank the Father of this precious covenant through the chalice he pours out for you. Here, your hands in faithfulness uniting and the fire of brotherly love lighting, let your common prayers rise to his throne. Thank and praise him who had made you one. Just gorgeous, gorgeous verses. Uh, who did the translation to these? Doesn't matter. They were brothers, uh, uh, brother uh, Philip 
Brown and or the Browns, I believe, hired ten professors. They hired ten professors from the university. They housed them. Yeah, they housed them. They fed them. And this is the work that came out of that. And they checked their work. Oh yeah. Remember talking to Uncle Philip about that. They checked their work. Oh yeah. See, that was a thing that was important. Yes, it was important that it be translated. That was number one. Number two, it had to be sungable. You had to be able to sing it. And number three, you couldn't take away from the doctrine of those hymns, the doctrine that they expressed. Some people had difficulty because the translation was not a literal translation. And they chose to go to a literal translation much to at least my own feeling that uh, you, uh, you just lost some of that ability to be able to sing it as a poetry. Because it, it's got to be poetry to be able to sing it. And that's what it takes. Hymn number 59. It's the one we sing often. Truly, still in God is hidden the Christian life, but soon shall redden. You know, when was the last time you heard a sermon about that? That there are things still coming to the Christian life. That the tribulation is not here yet. What's there? Talks exactly the same message that is being preached about the fact that today we must be prepared because tomorrow might be, we might see some difficulties. And preparing for tomorrow's difficulty takes preparation today. Once we get into the difficulty, it's too late to prepare because often then our voices become complaints or we're unable to handle them. Um, Okay, hymn number, well, I'll skip 65, 66. It says, Oh, teach me, Lord, to cease complaining no more, to wish my burdens go on. We know that hymn. We sing it. But let's read some of the other verses. Oh, God, all-seeing and all-knowing, with whom there is no mystery, to whom my thoughts in secret growing are known, in their entirety. May keeping thy commands forever be first and foremost in my life. In thy seclusion take me ever that I may conquer in the strife. With thee apart I cease repining. My earthly wishes take to flight. My, ear, my erstwhile cares begin declining my yoke is eased, my cross made light. Ah, there no ills can crush my spirit, for in my pain and sore distress, the never falling grace will cheer it and change my cross to blessedness. And that's, those are the things. If we just go beyond 
that first verse that we need to look at. You can read this one. I don't know how many of you know uh, uh, Sister Margaret uh, Valahora, but she told me this story. A story that she herself was there to witness. And here's a man that comes to the Budapest church and uh, he says do you have this do you sing this hymn in your church and he sings the only line that he remembers from a dream he remembers and he said I've gone and this was in Budapest I've gone from church to church to church Asking him, do you know this hymn? Because I was told by a choir, a heavenly choir, that sang this hymn, go to where they sing this hymn. Find the church where they sing this hymn. And I've been going and going and I can't find any. Do you sing it? And as he starts to the, 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 the sing it, the brother, the ministering brother that was there, joined in. He didn't have to be convinced where, where the hymn was, okay? And uh, so he went home. He was uh, in the north uh, east part of Hungary that he, he came from. He went home, sold everything, said, wife, let's go. Found a church. Found where God wants me to be. Just through a message like that. And they were, both were converted. I don't know. There are many things that I can tell you about. I, I, I mean, there are six teachers that have looked at our hymnal after they taught. Because some of our, our, our brothers and sisters took their children when they sent them to, to music school to play in a piano or something like that, uh, took them and said, you know, we'd also like them to learn these. And they looked at these hymns, looked at the music, and they said, where have you found a collection like this? Treasure like this? These are people that are not from our faith. Can I take a little time? Just sure. Several things about the Zions. I really would like to share an add-on to this long list that you shared with us. The Zions harp is one of the oldest continuous, continuously used hymnal in the world. Uh, loudly. Okay, please, Brother Andy. The Zion's Harp is one of the world, world's oldest Christian hymnal in continuous use. I thought it was the oldest without change until some of the Amish Mennonite friends of mine reminded me that theirs is a little bit long. 300 years. But there's something important, and that's why you mentioned earlier about some saying, well, we don't sing this song, let's take it out. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. 
when our earthly possession lay in, lay in a smoldering pile of ashes back in 1983. When we began to clean up, I, had, I used to collect old books, other things also. The only remainder of a book that I found after three days of fire of our home was a part of a Zion's home. Still have it at home. Burned edges all the way around. First page, first readable page was hymn number 38. The first readable verse was hymn verse 5. Read it sometimes. There was a message there for us. Uh, I would love to see the Zion's Club to be made into a daily devotional book. Because like you said, you pointed out some of the titles, Sweet Death Come. Most of us would not want to sing that song because of the title. There are so many other messages in that song that because of the title we seem to just forget about it. But I really believe that at least a three-year continuous daily devotional book could be put together by the Zion's Club, and most of us would love and enjoy that. Uh, just a suggestion, brothers who have lots of time, like is it Brother Ted Horger, <laughs> <laughs> and some others. By the way, there is a young brother in your church who, when I mentioned this to him, got excited, says, I got to work on it. So there, there is a brother in Windsor that... There's a number of us that have computers, and that's, this is the kind of thing that does help. It, you know, it could be little stories like that, for the, the, the devotional reading, and believe you me, I think all of us know the many stories of our brothers and sisters of how they suffered and some of the glorious examples of, 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 of their faithfulness and their examples. If someone could put together hymn notes, you know, daily devotionals of these different stories with a part of a Zion's harp or whatever on each page, it would be wonderful and amazing. I would like to say probably one of the sweetest stories, and I heard lots of them about the Zion's harp, was when I was told that back during the Second World War, shortly after that, there is, there is a, an whole island somewhere in Yugoslavia, and some of the Serbian brothers and sisters might know about that, was used and st probably still used as a prison, uh, prison camp. And there during the, that time, of course, there were the partisans, there were different persuasions, different groups, and the, and the, prison, ward, the prison warden decided one day that he will allow each group to be able to sing their anthem. That was a sizable group of believers there, the Nazarenes. They had a choice now to come up with one song which they would be allowed to sing that would be their anthem. Which song would you have picked? I'd have, to, I'd have really, really a hard time because there, there, there are that many. Pardon me? Oh, I suppose that would be at least two dozens. Yeah, yeah. But they had to pick only one. They picked, we will not leave the Bible. Yeah. I would like to mention also that you mentioned the Zionsov has been translated to Ukrainian. The translation wasn't the greatest. And uh, the brothers in Ukraine are now, there's a group of them that, that they are now working on 
increasing the quality of translation. Yeah. Uh, and so pray for those brothers. Uh, yeah. Work continues on. Yeah, there is, there is a, a continual, uh, and of course with new computer technology and all the rest of that, a lot of that is being done, but that, and, 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 and brothers and sisters, I, I have to say that, that is only a piece of machinery. It doesn't make poetry. It doesn't make poetry. Uh, that takes people that are gifted in those things. And when, the, when you see the results, when you just, you can read verse after verse. And that's the way I, I, I also feel with, you know, reading the Psalms, you know. It just makes me so inadequate, feel so inadequate, that how wonderfully he could express, the, the psalmist could express the majesty, the glory, the honor and praise to our Almighty Heavenly Father. And I, I just can't, and, and the Zion's higher is no different in that respect. Yes? Some of our churches refer to them as the Black Book. Quite a few of our churches no longer have it on their, in their views. I think that's the greatest crime we can commit as a church. Uh, I'm here today because of one of those hymns God used to call my mouth. An old brother who left as a young man to Australia. And there he remembered some of the things he learned in the youth, looked for the church of his parents. Mm -hmm. And he did exactly what's similar to what you've experienced. He spent Sunday after Sunday after Sunday going from church to church, not inside, just up to the door. Listening. Listening to the music. Um, one of the Christian radio announcers in the Cleveland area some years ago was given a Zion's heart. And he used it for several weeks with similar comments like you made. Never knew such a marvelous collection of Christian hymnals exists in the world. Brothers and sisters, you know, there are people out in the world who when they are exposed to it are amazed. Those of us who possess it sometimes feel we want to get rid of it. Maybe never do that. Any others that would like to share some anecdotes, some things that happened to their life because of this? Yes, Brother Tisha. When I was a teenager, I was in the Second World War time, with lots of bumping and war everywhere. We in the communist land, we're not allowed to sing in a house of nowhere. And it, it was about 25, 30 young friends of the church, teenagers, and uh, we want to learn because big singing, we say in two, three weeks in different cities, so we go to sing there. And uh, when we learn at a private home, police, communists, you know, like FBI, Woodward, came and picked us all up. Put us in the jail overnight, the next day they let us go. They said, don't sing anymore. But we still sing, sing, and we learn and prepare for it because we have very much desire with the science harp and the sing new songs. That time was uh, also Dice Heber songs, like a Grosse Colotto, those songs that uh, we really love sing. But even if we suffer, 
we go and seek it. We don't pay much attention. If we go in jail or not, we go in jail. We we'll live in joy. That's right. Brother Bob? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I asked, I asked Brother Ted if, earlier if he was going to uh, allow questions. And uh, he said maybe. And I said, well, I'll prepare you. I know that there are a lot of brothers and sisters here that have studied the Zion's Harp and know more about it probably than I do. But I've tried to study as much as I can. I asked Brother Ted a question. As he studied the Zion's Harp, did he find any song that were identified as a bar song in that hymnal? And I ask the same question to everyone here. Is there anyone here that knows of any song or any music, not the song, but the music, because that's where I was questioned, that is a bar song? Folk songs. Uh, folk song is a different, okay? Yeah, and, and exactly. it's... Okay. Um, yes. We had some German visitors over in the, just this past month, and uh, they like to sing the German folk songs. And so we got some. We have some books that have German folk songs, and and our boys were amazed. They started to play those songs, and all there were a number. Sure. Of them that sure, were the they were. Tunes that were. Sure. Sure. The same melody or part <laughs> of, let's say, the first two lines out of three or four. You know, and that's how they were put together. I mean, that's how they were put together. They were mellows, melodies that could be set to harmony, but then combined in such a way with the words that it gave me. You know, I don't know if you ever, any of you ever heard the Scottish Festival Voices, okay? If you ever heard some of the, some, some tremendous singing, to, okay? But one of the things that the founder of that, that, that group said, he said, you know, the words are like the cargo. The music is like the, sh the ship. What's important? It's the cargo. The ship just helps it get there to the proper destination. That's what, what, that's what it's all about, okay? These hymns, they had to suit themselves to the cargo. It, it wasn't the cargo and then whatever happens, okay? Just one second. So. That's how. That's what it's all about. And and yes, definitely there were hymns that were never always uh, composed for church surroundings. There were some folk songs, definitely. And uh, for that matter, um, I'll I'll volunteer one hymn, or not one of our hymns, okay? But one song that used to be very popular. Going back probably in the early 60s, well, no, late 60s, late, late 60s, if you've ever heard the word he, he will make the... I know the melody, not as well, the word's not as well, okay? But that was, in Christian circles, very popular. Where did it come from? From a nightclub. Didn't even have to change the words. Because all it says was he. And it was a lady singing about her lover. And that got found its way. One of the first, first oh, hymns that actually became part of the 
social gospel. Mark, you had your hand up, and then there's a couple other hands. ones like uh, near my got to thee I understand was was it wasn't composed but it was played on the Titanic so yes there are many many beautiful yes you had here, Sister Barbara. I have two experiences and I'll try to make it short uh, one when we were taken out of our homes and put in concentration camp they took all the Bibles and songbooks away because they needed to make cigarettes it's the finest paper hmm? <laughs> but uh, after a, a short while, when the dust settled a little bit, the uh, believers would gather in a room and, and very quietly in the darkness recited a Bible verse and sang Zan's Harp songs, very nice and quiet. That was very impressive. And the second one, I was transferred to a farm uh, to work on the farm, and that was between to Romanian towns. And the, uh, a carful would go from one town to the next on a Sunday and pass by and told us they'll return with some food at night. And from a distance, they started singing. And I thought the heaven opened and the angels are singing. It was absolutely unforgettable. Yes. Sure. <coughs> This I, I was told, and I even forgot who told me that. But uh, as you know, in Yugoslavia, the non-combatant uh, brothers were often imprisoned, and if, if not that, whatever units they were assigned to, they were ridiculed and actually put through a lot of menial work and, and all this and that. So one of the brothers was also transferred to another unit and uh, this guy said, oh, you are one of those? <coughs> well, it said, they said, just wait till you meet our sergeant. Daniel will to learn something. You know, and he supposedly was a fierce, fierce sergeant, you know, to torture guys and whatnot. <coughs> and uh, when the time came, he was introduced to the sergeant and the sergeant took him in. And he says, you say you're Nazarene? I am. He says, sing me hymn number, and I'm just going to say 123, or but I forgot which one. And his brother sang the hymn. Well, he says, now I know that you are one. <laughs> he said, my mother was a Nazarene. You're going to be my orderly. The fellow had the best life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, it's just, uh, uh, those were the only ones that I, I had I physical information on. Uh, the heft was a, um, apparently right now, uh, there's a, Brother Cheddar and there's a number of brothers that are working on um, bringing up all the, all the different 
science harps in all the different languages to the same level so that all of them um, in all the languages will be available so that uh, this is being able to be done to computers so that like there's a, uh, apparently in heft there's 104 in the German and then well, and then, of course, the Hungarians have their own thing. <laughs> yes, there will not be. Yes? What, what, what do you mean when you say heft? Uh, heft was a, a small book that was added after the 253, uh, and it was added by um, the leadership when things were not as uh, difficult, when times were not as difficult. Heft meant, means addition addition or, or kind of a, like a, a, an addition to the original. And um, so 254 onwards is, 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 was the heft that we, 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 we just say 254. First in the addition, uh, first in the heft, it, it's the same thing. That was the, the, the heft in the German, okay? Yes. And if you will notice, even in our English one, 254 and on, in the little parenthesis is a number. Right. That's the original half or addition number. Yes. So 254 in little parenthesis, you will find it's one. It's a half one. And then 18 yeah. or whatever yeah. else. That's, right. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. One other quick question. A lot of times someone will call out a number and they'll, but they'll say, let's sing it to some other melody. Yes. And that's really confusing to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that comes from, from, from the fact that, that there are people that, that used to sing this and they, they found other melodies also that, that it could be sung that are different, okay? So, so they did, did some of that, and, and, and we do that with 159 and some of the other hymns. And it's, it's, I guess it's a tradition that has come down through the ages, okay? Uh, they try to kind of uh, contain that more by, because many of the uh, European uh, hymnals they, uh, like if there was, let's say, five hymns all had the same notes, they would only have the set of notes in one, and they would have, they would, uh, further on, they would have only the verses of the hymn and says, and they had sung to such and such a uh, uh, melody, okay? Well, that allowed, because there were many choices at that point. You could sing it to this melody or to another, another, because they, the verse itself would suit itself. And that's where this all came from, okay? Now, they did some of that away from, with some of that in the English, because they, they put in a set of notes to each of the, of the hymns. Okay, just a second. Sister Lynn had her. And tell me, Sister Lynn, that when you are able to put it in your head and sing it that way, don't they have more meaning? Yeah. They do, than, than just reading. Although they say, to memory, it's easy when you tie uh, notes and sights to, to everything else, but it really has a lot more meaning. And that's why, you know, choirs that do best, they do it when they do it without any music, because they think of what they're doing. And I'm thankful that when I was young, my parents had singing at my house in the Zion's heart and the half in English and in German. That we, and we were young and we thought, you know, this is really boring, but 
I'm so thankful now because I can't see that they made me sing those songs when I was young. Thank the good Lord for that. Well, I, I, I don't want to make it too much longer, but... Uh, one, just one quick sure. explanation. The reason I asked the question that I did is because, whether we like it or not, designs have to come under attack, too. And I just wanted to affirm by all that were here, yes, there are some folk songs. Those folk songs were used by, in, in part by the Lutheran Church, too, many, many years ago. That they were chosen specifically for their reverence and for their application as as, as a hymn that would be appropriate yes. to the word. Mm -hmm. And so we we shouldn't we shouldn't. And if somebody comes and says that there there are bar songs in the Zion's heart, please do me a favor, ask them which ones, because so far I have asked and no one can tell me which ones. They just say, well, they've heard. They've heard, right. Well, uh, I can tell you something that is not melody of a bar song, but is of the German hymnal that was in the Third Reich, Deutschland, Deutschland, Lieber alles. And sure. uh, <laughs> why I'm just mentioning this, our, first, our coming to America, the first time in Union City, New Jersey, went to church, and the Bible class just started, and they're singing this melody. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. I, I I do want to make a couple of comments and then I'll I'll let let with a couple of comments and then we'll fi finish uh, because uh, time is of the essence. But it just went through a. Uh, uh, a fair amount, of, a fairly large search on, and, and, and it has nothing to do with Zion's harp, but in Bible translations. And one comment that I read, I believe also ties to hymns that we use. It said, America and, and its financial status is tied to the number of translations available. It's so rich, it can afford it. Okay? I'm telling you, we have so much available, and we can afford it. But I'm not sure that we get the better. Okay. Yes? <laughs> if you want to appreciate the Zion's heart and treat it that way, you can contribute to it by, first of all, calling the Gospel Hymn Red Book, call it the Gospel Hymn. The Junior Hymnal don't call it the Blue Book, because automatically all this falling into the black book. Mm -hmm. so please do that. If I hear it many times being used that way, it bothers me. And and really, if if we really wanted to 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 call it by its proper name, it's not Zion's harp. It's called it's the Apostolic Christian Hymnal. Yes. Years ago, a young brother said something that stuck with me, and I'd like to share it with you. And I have looked into it, and I agree with that. 
He said, if for some unfortunate reason the Bible will be taken away from us, the Zion's Harp has a, enough of the Bible in it that people could still be truly converted uh, and gain the knowledge required for salvation from the, from the verses of the Zion's Harp hymn. And I'll, I'll, I'll add another book to it, though, also in the same manner. It's not the Bible, but the pilgrim progress will come to that same position. Sister Caroline, did you have a message? Do you have a comment? Yes? No? Everybody? Are we all set? Thank you uh, for sharing with us, and, and I hope that we share together some of the things that are blessings to each of us.